Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the curmudgeonly yet open-minded musings of two guys in the early 40s as they stare down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and as always is my dynamic co-host, Mr. Noah Tarno of the, dynamic. Big, of the big quiz thing. How are you, sir? Thank you very much. I love being described as dynamic. So today we are discussing shiny chunks of metal. We are discussing the yes, we are jostling, desaturated, violent, grim, and irredeemable franchise Bayformers. Transformers, as yeah. through the lens Transformers. Of, of one Michael Bay. Yeah, they are more than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. Everybody knows what this is. They already have an impression. Transformers, I mean, Jesus, it's been around since, uh, I guess, 1984 or so. Transformers is a current incarnation. It's a movie franchise from Paramount Pictures based on the popular 1980s toy line and associated cartoon and comic book and various continuity series. This latest iteration is the unholy brainchild of producer Lorenzo de Bonaventura, executive producer Steven Spielberg, although he has less and less to do with it as it goes along. Mostly Michael Bay. Everyone knows about Michael Bay. Michael Bay has pretty much slotted in a series of hacked screenwriters to provide the merest conceit of a narrative framework onto which one hangs visually incoherent images of clashing metal shards. And we're discussing <laughs> five films. We're talking about the original Transformers yeah. film came out in 07. Something called Revenge of the Fallen, which is the most obnoxious title in the universe, 2009. Dark of the Moon, which is not idiomatic English, I guess, 2011. Age of Extinction, 2014. And the upcoming Last Knight, which is coming out in a couple of weeks, I think. I hear if you watch Dark of the Moon and listen to the soundtrack of Wizard of Oz, it matches up perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, you get to see Ironhide hang himself in the background. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a spin-off movie too, right? Bumblebee's getting his own movie because, you know, he's so dynamic. It's in the cards. Yeah, I mean, I am to be listed as such. Whether those things ever actually through the light of day is a different story. Transformers may engender a lot of feelings in a lot of people or none whatsoever. But in me, this actually engenders sadness because I feel like the Transformers is a pretty storied brand from my toy awakening in the 80s. And to see it come to what we're going to talk about today in the eventual bloodbath is uh, it's a little difficult. I feel like the best thing for me to do is throw it to my good friend, the co-host of this show, Noah Tarno, for initial impressions. What do you think, Noah? We were possibly the target demographic for the Transformers toys in the 80s. Uh, they came out in 84. We both turned nine that year. Uh, and I never went for the Transformers. I was <laughs> I was more a GoBots kind of fellow. Boom! Well, when the go see the thing about the GoBots is when you turn them into the vehicles, they were the size of Matchbox cars. So you could, first of all, you could fit them in your pocket. You could interchange them with Matchbox cars. You could use the Matchbox Hot Wheels playsets. I found that more interesting. So I never owned a Transformers. I never, pretty much, almost never watched the cartoon. So I have no emotional attachment to the Transformers brand. And I had seen none of these movies until this weekend when I watched the first one and then the latest one, which is from 2014. And full disclosure, I didn't finish either one. <laughs> these are bad movies. The defense people make of movies like this is like, well, who cares? The acting's bad, the plot's bad, but the special effects are great. And that's never enough for me. 
Uh, good special effects, I can appreciate them on a certain level, but in some ways I might as well just close my eyes and rub my eyelids if I'm if all I'm in it for are special effects. You know, you think about the great science fiction movies or the great special effects movies, and part of the reason we love them so much is because the plots were good and we were attached to the characters. These movies have nothing but the special effects. In fact, other than that, they're actively bad. What's interesting is people said to me, like, well, the first one's not bad, but I don't agree. My biggest problem is... Too much of these movies hinge upon the characters and upon their interactions and upon the plots. And those things are so grossly lacking here. Let's talk about the first movie. A huge amount of the movie is given over to the relationship and the interpersonal shenanigans of Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, who have to be two of the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. Shia LaBeouf is, might be the worst actor in Hollywood. Why is this guy famous? They have no chemistry together at all, well, man. None. But I don't think I don't think either of them have chemistry with anyone. So so much of the movie hinges upon these people, and they're terrible. Ironically, I found the 2014 movie better because that hinged on Mark Wahlberg and a couple of crappy actors. Mark Wahlberg, while he's completely miscast as his character and the plot is ridiculous and the dialogue is crap, at least that dude's got star power. And here and there, there's some other good performances. The first movie has an appearance by Bernie Mac, who I always love. Bobby Bolivia, yeah, the used car dealer. Yeah, so right. these guys are all right. You know, you give them a crappy script and, and stupid dialogue, they bring a little something to the table because these guys are pros and they, they know how to work with crappy material to the best of its potential. You could say this is all about that blowed up real good and, and looking at metal trucks turn into metal robots, which is kind of cool. You could say it's all about appealing to the Chinese market where who gives a shit what these people are saying? It doesn't matter. But why is so much of the movie about these horrible, stupid characters who have no chemistry, played by actors who have no skills? Why are we watching this crap? <laughs> it brings the whole movie down. That's A. B is this, man. And I'm sorry, you might take this personally. Hit me, hit me, go for it. Transformers were a genius idea for a toy. What do little boys like? Robots. What else do little boys like? Cars and trucks. Great, let's have cars and trucks that turn into robots. Okay, that's cool for a toy, because then the little boys can get together, they can put them together, and they can use their imagination, and they can play, and that's all healthy development, blah, 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 blah. And then, okay, I will believe you that the comic books were written by comic book professionals and they took this raw material that didn't really have a lot to it besides it's good for making a toy and they made some quality stories. But Transformers are not a concept that inherently has a lot of potential in my mind for good storytelling. You look at the fictional characters or properties that really stand the test of time and have become the new kind of folklore. Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, James Bond... My point is these characters stand the test of time and will always come back and are open to multifarious interpretations because the root qualities of these characters, they have a depth to them and they have a connection with classic storytelling that they're always going to come back. We're always going to get a new Batman movie. We're always going to get a new Sherlock Holmes movies because these characters are timeless. The Transformers are not. They're an idea for toys. Sure, you could make a good Transformers story. I believe you the comics were good, but there is nothing inherent in Transformers that demands the revival, that demands a new story. So you're telling me that for, for you, what this equals out to is like Pete Berg's Battleship movie. Right. I'm going to go see this because I recognize the name. You might as well make the Coca-Cola bottle the movie <laughs> yeah. because it, it's, it's just about familiarity. You know, I think that the budget for these films, sky high though they may be, and they spend more and more with each outing. All right, can you can you spend $100,000 on a screenwriter? Can you spend <laughs> half of 1% on a fucking professional to write this damn movie? I believe that at that kind of, even with that budget, they can't do Transformers end-to-end. -end. 
and stunt work from end to end. It's like the movie would probably be some clo- somewhere close to $500 million if every single frame had what you came to see, which is Optimus Prime driving a sword through someone's back. I, I, you know what? Here's the thing, Bill. I want the characters. I want to care. Why do we like Star Wars? Because we care. Why do we like Die Hard? Because John McClane's a great character and Hans Gruber's a great villain. We're, I, I don't care about blowing up and big, dumb, and fun and Optimus Prime sticking his sword into people unless I care about Optimus Prime. I can't argue with um, your argument about the chemistry of these guys. First of all, the beef can can get it sometimes. He's done a couple of things I've enjoyed. He put out a movie last year called American really? Honey. The Lars von Trier movie he did was okay. He was good in it. And I said that the movie last year, American Honey, he picks and chooses. Oh, and he was great in Fury, the tank movie that David Ayers did a couple of years back. That was another yeah. one that was a weird performance, but he prospered in it. He doesn't pick the right films. And this is the time. There's no way anyone's going to tell him no. I don't think it's about LaBeouf. Le- and and, and uh, to that point, I'll say that Megan Fox was actually really, really good in Jennifer's Body. If people haven't seen that movie that was really underrated and she was cast perfectly and it was written perfectly for her and it was the only time you'll ever see her access some sort of acting yes i do believe if these characters were decent you wouldn't mind spending the 65 percent of the time of a transformers movie no two human have any kind of relationship worth watching that somehow supersedes over watching transformers fire grenades down the street at one another shia labeouf changes out to mark Wahlberg, and like you you are intimating that he has star power, I would say that the Transformers movie that he's in is this dead-eyed exhibition of his complete lack of enthusiasm. You're in the majority there. It's a display of self-regard where Mark Wahlberg doesn't do interesting work anymore. He shows up in movies where he can just do chin-ups, and he wants to work with directors like Peter Berg. He wants to work with Peter Berg and make whatever that fucking Soul Survivor movie was. And he wants to, and that, that Deepwater Horizon. He doesn't want to do anything that doesn't show him as, as being something other than a working class red meat hero. He got no interest in vulnerability. And it's Tom Cruiseian yeah. in its uh, transparency in terms of how insecure he is and how bad he is at doing the things he wants to do because he actually was pretty good at being vulnerable. He still has something that you, he holds the movie in a way that Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. And whoever that dipshit who plays Mark Wahlberg's daughter can never hope to do. (laughs) Can we talk about how distasteful it is that the entire plot, half the movie, he's talking about, you know, stay away from my little girl. You're not allowed to kiss her. She's 19 years old. I'll kill you if you touch my daughter. Like, what fucking decade are we in? It's a promise ring. It's It's so it's it's so elementary that the producers and the writers have set. First of all, it's an interchangeable treadmill of these willowy, young, attractive actors. Like you say, they spit out Megan Fox after two movies. The third one had Rose Huntington Whiteley, who is a pouty faced model. I have never heard of her. It looks like a a guess ad. And she was thrown out in favor of Nicola Peltz, who plays the daughter. She's another blonde, willowy, non-specific star. You know, Michael Bay just has a 13-year-old sensibility of pretty girls and smashing robots. <laughs> and he's the one responsible for it's this. It's written by a damn machine. That first movie when they, oh, the straight out of college robotics experts, they yeah. assemble them. Yeah. It's two neckbeard nerds and then a girl who looks like she's right. out of a issue of penthouse rachel taylor yeah rachel taylor right they can't have a woman who looks like a real woman even if she's a freaking computer genius it's, it's terrible such, you're right it's a 12 year old sensibility of entertainment i feel like russ meyer doubled down <laughs> no listen he doubled down and and leaned into his lane because he knew 
everything about it. He seemed to be aware of what Russ it, Meyer had a sense of humor and a sense of irony. Sense yes, of humor about the that's sexual, the thing. Yes, is that yes. Michael Bay is not aware of what this looks like to the outside of how much it says about him. And it's one thing you come away. I'm not saying Russ Meyer was a feminist, but the thing about Russ Meyer is he has a sense of humor, and the women in his movies seem like they were empowered. At least there was some dignity to them. The women yeah. he hires in these movies, there's no dignity. It, they are brats dolls on your screen. <laughs> And that's as much as he can handle. He honestly does. I think he looks yeah. at his children and his wife and does not Ugh. see human beings. I think he sees Ugh. females. I think he sees little Ugh. doe-eyed precious moments. He just doesn't see human beings when he looks at people. You know, when we talked about this before recording, you said like, well, it doesn't matter. The plot suck. This is to rake in the money out in China and Korea where people don't speak English or barely speak English. So it doesn't matter what the hell uh, Megan Fox says to Shia LaBeouf. It's all about the robots blowing up. Yeah. If that's the case, why? And you gave the stat yourself. Why 65% of the movie shows these people interacting? I think Transformers, the original movie, was a budgetary concern. They didn't have the golden mean down yet of how much human do we need for robot? And so they erred on the side of too human. So the robot parts in the first one were actually comprehensible. And they brought some of the voice talent for the car tune back and I felt like if you yes. had done a super cut of getting rid of all the human stuff the resulting robot movie you would see would make as much sense and it would actually be pretty damn solid because Michael Bay hadn't given over to the forces of visual incongruity by the time you get to Age of Extinction they don't make any kind of pretense towards the characters I don't know if there are any scenes that have characters without robots in the background it's like they fixed the proportion to always have an explosion or an electric shock or a canted camera angle or something to fix fill the frame with disaster. And I feel like, especially the last one, Age of Extinction, was made in mainland China. They got an enormous tax credit from the Chinese government. It was shot with Chinese actors. There's no reason it had to be. The plot did not necessitate it. They retrofit it to shoot in China for a Chinese audience. And the thing is, any movie that's going to get a wide release in China needs to have Chinese content in it. That's part of the cultural censorship. So that they decided to do was beg the Chinese government, how could we make this as successful as possible? We want to film as much of this in China so we can have the biggest release possible. So China said, well, here you go. Here's an extra, here's an old factory. You can implode the goddamn thing. And they they did. They blew the fucking thing up for the finale. They shot, you know, explicitly, they flew Kelsey Grammer. They flew Stanley Tucci over to China to do their scenes there. It was, it was preposterous. I equate the Chinese audience to the American audience in the 1950s that in terms of cultural uh, primitiveness. They literally don't know the difference between one American actor or another. The fact that they put, what is it? I think it's uh, Li Bingbing was the lead Chinese actor they put in there. She's something of a box office draw. That's all anybody cared about. You can't make out what Megatron looks like. You can't make out what's happening when Optimus Prime fights Lockdown or whomever. You can't actually tell on the screen what characters are, what they're doing to each other because it is a jangle of shards with very little visual coherence. Why the subplot of humans? Because this is that automatic franchise studio mentality that somehow they're still operating under the pretense that you need audience proxies. Even though they're not doing anything about it, it looks like they're dragging their feet and rolling their eyes and putting it in totally perfunctorily. They are giving the so-called audience proxy rather than just having an out-and-out Transformer story, which would be at least 45% more successful than the mishmash, misconceived things that we're actually getting now. So you're just saying they're too stupid to, to actually 
fix what needs fixing. They're adhering to rules. All right, so, but this gets to my point. They could hang a fucking banner outside the window of Paramount or whatever studio's audience this is and says, I want a good screenwriter, pay the guy $50,000 and actually come up with a good transformer script that would satisfy everyone that would have robots attacking each other that would have interpersonal relationships that people actually gave two shits about that could still appeal to people in china but they don't and you say it's just obstinance we will kill them all Wreckers kill him. this is going to happen This is the yeah. segue of my career. Okay, well, I'm going to answer your question about why this is so abhorrent and why they're not paying screenwriters by looping it into why is this popular. I have four numbers for you. 1.104 yeah. and one letter, a yeah. B that follows it. The last Transformers that is, yeah, made yeah. one okay. That's billion, how much it made. Yep. Yeah, $1 billion worldwide. The lion's share of that was made overseas. The lion's yep. share of overseas was yep. made in Asia. So here's yeah. the thing, man. If it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. If they put out the biggest piece of shit in the world and it flopped right in front of you like a fucking dead fish that was inflated with composition gases <laughs> and it explodes on your shirt like a whale outside of Long Beach, California that's washed up. <laughs> Everybody lined up to pay for this thing all across the globe. They did. There isn't a they single did. indication that anything is wrong, broken, or somehow yeah. otherwise amiss. These movies are critic proof people had nothing good to say about age of extinction in fact everyone savaged the fucking thing and yet in spite of no human being actually giving a positive response about this movie people signed up with hand outstretched with a wad of cash ready to hand it over where is the disconnect between people paying for something an expensive ticket premium i might add for something that they hate i don't get why it's popular i understand that it's popular nothing on earth could possibly be more popular than this movie 1.104 billion dollars <laughs> means people have signed up for something that no one liked why is it that one movie that no one likes is a fucking disaster it comes out on opening weekend and it flops and another movie that no one likes it's a fucking disaster comes out and people like it and they you know it wins the weekend i don't understand i've talked about this before i have a theory about pop culture that people will pay for shit but they'll care about good stuff and when they care they will pay more this is the example i always gave and it's getting old at this point people didn't just watch the sopranos they got hbo just to watch they live the, they live the fucking sopranos right? yeah i was right there exactly we both did that when they love a movie they don't just go see the movie on opening weekend they buy the t-shirt they buy the DVD. If you invest, and it's not as quick hit a return from the creator's point of view, but if you invest in quality, you will get more in return. I mean, my God, they're still selling Beatles CDs. How about this? Right. At one point, Michael uh, Bay's movies had a different sensibility to them. If you go back to the beginning, his movies had some joy. If you go back and watch Bad Boys, if you watch The Rock, I feel like they're, I'm not saying they're great, but there was a joyousness. There was a lightness to them i think that his right. particular flavor of pop confection was well paired with his choice of actors and with the kind of like daredevil 
barreling through a plot faster than shit with an actor like Nicolas Cage or with some guy like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. The Transformers are absolutely grim and lifeless. There is such lugubriousness in every frame of these movies like they are melodramas. They are sad, world-bending sagas about loss. There's very little other than some piss and fart jokes that they put in the Transformers. Like, you didn't see the second Transformers, but John Turturro is underneath Devastator. And because it's construction vehicles, there are two wrecking balls dangling from its groin as a scrotum. So somebody took the time. Michael Bay asked them, can you give this robot balls? (laughs) I'm not even joking. And and John Turturro is on a walkie-talkie telling somebody, I am positioned beneath the creature's scrotum. Even John Turturro can't save a line like that because it has nothing to do with the... <laughs> like, you're watching robots getting ripped in half. You're watching GIs get flattened yeah. by incendiary missiles. And then there's the scene where there's a, the, yeah. cre- the creature has testicles. There's a joke about robot nuts. Yeah, There's a yeah. joke about robot nuts. And in the first one, uh, if you got to the part where Bumblebee literally pees on John Turturro, he's like... Yes, yeah, I, I saw that. If yeah. you gave Michael Bay a knock-knock joke book that was written for four-year-olds he would butcher every single one of them because he has no idea <laughs> what a sense of humor is how to tell a joke or what, yeah. a, what a human laugh yeah. is uh so so why we haven't really answered the question of why it's popular is it popular because people unlike us like to shut their minds off and watch stuff being blown up and like to fool themselves into thinking it's happening to characters they can relate to and that they care about? Is that it? I can't say that. That doesn't look like this is the case with this movie because if you want that, uh, there's probably a fast and furious and angry and driving movie where I believe you stopped and gotten to know the characters. So this whole thing is done better somewhere else. Now, granted, I'm not a fast and furious guy, but it's a little more coherent. It does pay lip service to the characters. Fast and furious may work in that respect, but Transformers doesn't even work in that respect if you want it it's being done better down the road so why why is it popular man i i i I can't answer i've been befuddled since the first transformers came out i really don't know i would love to say it's as simple as i don't know the viewers i just don't know them but i have not read a single favorable account even on any on any citizen reviewer not even david denby or Bilgi Abiri from the Village Voice. I'm not even talking about the film critical apparatus. I'm talking about the citizen apparatus. People don't like these. Yet someone yeah, is but paying. They go them anyway. Money. It's there's a magic hole of money that just opens up like a time warp, and it's just spitting out the Chinese renminbi. It's spitting out the yuan. It's spitting out the yen. It's spitting out the the euro somebody's paying for this but it's not actually leaving a human hand it's just like being bought by an autopilot malevolent entity somewhere people are are sheep when it comes to marketing i mean this is a problem i've run into people see a familiar name oh i know transformers i know mark Wahlberg, and they operate like sheep you shove you have the muscle of a major hollywood marketing machine and you shove something down people's throats they are almost definitely going to go for it at least to an extent so why do people go see it because they're told to go see it. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm naive, but that's still not enough of an explanation for me. Because they don't go to everything that's shoved down their throats. We're not entirely able to answer this question, are we, Bill? No. We need a truth. All I want is to be back in charge. Besides, who would you be without me, Prime? Time to find out. Would
would you like the? If yes, you were still, absolutely. No. I would. Have, okay, I can't, so if, I can't. Let me finish the question. If yes. you were still a kid now, if these movies, if you were a kid now, I was not right. capable of. I did not have a critical apparatus. I could not have turned down Transformers. One of my favorite movies to this day, even in 2017, is the original Transformers of the movie made, yes. in, two, uh, made in... It was Correct me if I'm wrong. It was, it was Orson Welles' ni- final role, right? Yes. That was the high watermark for my youth was Transformers the movie. I love that film today. I love it unironically. I think it's fantastic. It has taught All me... All right. So- well, but then it, it has to have a better script in these movies if you feel it does. about it does. It, it does have a better script. Yeah. It actually... And it has a better visual storytelling. Transformers the movie, the original in, in 1986, taught me so much about storytelling taught me so much about character work for the sort of you know the Sunbow Marvel universe of weekday afternoon toy commercial cartoons it was class act it did all these things right it never caught on it was a giant flop however it was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen and I still love the shit out of it I watch it once or twice annually if Transformers this Transformers had slotted in behind it a few years later as a real life remake I would have loved it. That doesn't mean I would have kept loving it. The euphoria of the fumes of something so beloved to me as a child being given this gigantic vaulted treatment would have been too much to resist. So I, it's pretty simple for me. What about you? Yeah, well, uh, just to, to say what you follow up when you said then, kids now are living in a different time. Back then, it was a real thrill to see the boy stuff, the kid stuff that we liked, e.g. Transformers, superheroes, getting the Hollywood treatment, whereas now, kids don't have that underdog feeling about pop culture uh you know every superhero gets a movie i mean we were kids we could only dream of a green lantern movie or an ant-man movie you know it seemed flat out absurd yeah, it's true. Uh, i never would have liked this i didn't care for transformers back then i wasn't into cars i wasn't particularly into robots if i had gone to see it anyway or been at a friend's house and we watched it or dragged to see to a movie or whatever i still think it would have left me cold it's interesting what you say about the um, profuse amount of underdog, what was once considered underdog entertainment, where I think a, lo- a lot of us who came out of the genre comic book whole of the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and saw our entertainments as a small little demimon for nerds that we guarded very closely. It's interesting that there's too much of it now to care about all of it, and very little of it is even yeah. that good beyond that to say that I'm going to plant my flag in the Hellboy movies. It's like Blade, a Crow remake, Captain America Winter yeah. Soldier. Some of it's really good, but there's too much of it. It's been devalued like the peso. You know, there's just so much of it. Right. Absolutely. That, it does, Absolutely. that it doesn't mean anything. But that's why, you know, I watched the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie like twice when it came out because I tell myself, is this for real? Am I actually seeing a Punisher yeah. movie? Mr. Matsuhisu. Matsuhasi. Matsumoto. Moto. Martha, can I call you Martha? No, you may not. Okay. Jack, there's two types of people in this world there's thinkers, there's doers. Hmm. There's winners, there's dreamers, and there's buddies. What about some weaknesses? <laughs> I don't know. You have a very trustworthy face. You remind me of like a, an Asian Colonel Sanders. Is Transformers, the Michael Bay-isms, is it a sign of the X-Men apocalypse? Yes. These movies are horrible, and they say something terrible about our society. We're going to make a movie based on a toy with no personality. The Battleship movie is an even worse example. They're working on a Monopoly movie. There's a fucking Candyland movie. 
Bottle of Coke, the movie, is not that far off. Yeah. Orgasm, well, that's every porn movie. I'm just thinking the most I've seen that, simplistic I've seen that movie. Enjoy. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you have. I'm not, right, no, not going to spoil All how right. it ends. It's one thing they make a movie out of it, but that people keep going back. And like we talked about, they don't like it, but they go and they pay for it anyway. And shitty actors become A-list Hollywood stars. And we're supposed to care about Mark Wahlberg defending his daughter and believe mark Wahlberg as a as a tinkerer in his barn with robots and this movies these movies are dumb these movies are dumb as dirt i mean this is a bag of fucking rocks dumb and people love them and they go for them again and again and again and this is bullshit man and this is what our society has been degraded to i agree i really can't add anything to it because if you could tell me other than the fact that this is some blood magic from anton zador levey that has made this movie <laughs> uh, any of these movies popular anton levey would have cast a spell to make a better i movie think you're popular. right he... i'm sure that guy had a better critical faculty than that <laughs> but, <go ahead. laughs> but uh, corman would have made better Transformers movies without a doubt there would have been more love there would have been more attention yeah. there would have been more whimsy in a Corman yeah. Transformers movie these are literally as bad as the as jo- the Josh Trank Fantastic Four film I mean other than the fact that there was just less of that it makes just as much sense as any of these Transformers movies do that's how much yeah. care uh, and attention was put into story and character if you can't justify why so many people would come out for something that they hate even if they're just turning their minds off that would indicate that people are just into brain death i never want to turn my mind off never I know, me neither you could give me something that's easy to digest but i never want to turn this is why we like die hard this is why we like star wars because they're funny because they're clever because we care because we don't see the twists coming let me sketch out to you a far-fetched scenario let's say that every single year the transformers came out so that's 2007 2009 11 14 and 2017 if you need to explain why these movies openings are so strong and you're somehow going to mix in the idea that people want to shut their brains off. What I suggest to you, the only explanation that makes any sense to me is that everyone in the country's dog had to be put down that morning and that everybody (laughs) needed to go see something at once, at once. There were hundreds of thousands of dogs that needed to be put down that morning and their owners needed something to console them at night. And so everyone who had to put their dog down went to go see Transformers. Other than that, There's no other rational explanation. I don't know about you, but I know I'm not alone in that the past seven, eight months or so, I have definitely sought out more soothing entertainment. You know, I read a lot less news. I read a lot. I was really into politics and not as much now because you're seeking escape. Now, maybe I'm an elitist snob, educated, you know, latte sipping. Just say say Jew. I don't have all day. Because everyone who voted for Clinton's Jewish, sure. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'm one of those people, but even when I want to shut my mind off, I want a compelling story. If my dog dies, yeah, I'd want some escapist entertainment. This would just make me feel worse. Yeah, really. That doesn't work for me, Bill, as an explanation if their dog stops. <laughs> In any war, there are calms between storms. You fought bravely. There will be days when we lose faith, days when our allies turn against us. But the day will never come that we forsake this planet and its people is my dislike based on jealousy uh no i said it before and i'll say it again everything we talk about by definition i'm a little jealous of because it's more successful than my efforts but even beyond that i'd say there is some jealousy that people care about shit that people pay for shit why don't they pay as much for what i offer and that they'll spend zillions I, i never really tried to be a screenwriter but i could write a better screenplay than this you know maybe and you know no one offered me a job also 
I don't know, man, that stupid people are winning. And I'm jealous. I spent all this time and effort to get educated. I read all those fucking books. I spent all that time <laughs> in college. And, you know, the stupid people are still winning. I'm jealous. I mean, maybe jealousy is the wrong term there. I, I, I commend you if you are truly able to separate your personal feelings from your hatred here. I commend you because I find that very hard. To I do. just feel like it's been so clear in other topics we've covered on the show that there are things that I was jealous of. You know, like uh, that I was patently aware of in a therapeutic sense. It fills me with sadness that the Transformers brand has been tainted so much. It's been diluted. And it fills me with this grim, grim fatalism about the movie-going experience and the studio process being so perverted by the success of Transformers that it's just going to engender more things like it. So Transformers franchise begets movie-making franchises. And even if you have the one thing that contradicts the trend of awfulness in that the Marvel Comics movies have had this strain of likability to them. Everyone else is attempting to be that, and no one is even getting anywhere close to building a franchise. And they just think, hey, we spent billions of dollars, we put all these stars that no one wants to see fucking Russell Crowe in one of these movies, and yet here he is, and, it, and, and they're looking at you like, you fucked up, audience. You paid for it. You didn't like it. That's on you, because we're not going to make the movies any differently yeah. at all. Stop with the kicking. Let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> the newest slogan. Stop struggling. Let it happen. That's the slogan for the next Transformers movie. I want that to... That's what's going to happen. When the Paramount stars go over the mountaintop, I want it... I, that's what I want the word. <laughs> <laughs> So if you'd like to listen to all of us, all of our episodes, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Find us on Twitter at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us at Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Or you can find us at I Don't Get It Podcast.com if you just like websites for that kind of thing. You'll find my stream of conscious at William Scurry on Twitter and on YouTube. I'm at AM Caesar. Uh I am I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com, the country's finest custom corporate and private live trivia events. And this summer we're celebrating our 15th anniversary, July 10th, Monday night in New York City, hosted by me, my first time in New York in over a year. And then August 2nd, also hosted by me, we're going to do a show, a Boston show. Uh, details coming soon, bigquizthing.com. You can find me on Twitter at Novatarno, continuing my 2017 karaoke marathon. I'm singing uh, hopefully 400 karaoke songs this year to support the AC. And this past weekend, I passed the halfway point. 200 songs. I am averaging 40 songs a month. All right. So uh, until the next time, I'm fucking disgusted. I don't get a single bit of this. I just, (laughs) that's it. Headphones down, shove away from the table. I'm walking. He doesn't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2017.